Hello, and welcome to this very special edition of Through Imperial Eyes. This is our 30th episode. Everybody uh, give us a nice round of applause for that, because a lot of people don't make it past, like, their fifth episode. But, um, well, I am your host, Brayden Ledbetter. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Jackson Daly. And we're here to talk about some Star Wars news Star and all things Star Wars. Wars. Since this is this is kind of our only sh- only show at this point until... Uh, we decide <laughs> to bring Cantina back <laughs> until something happens. <laughs> until something happens, or until we decide to we decide to get bring Cantina back. But anyway, um, how is your uh, how has your week been since we last spoke, Star Wars wise? What's been happening? Um, not a whole lot. I I went to Saga Toys for the first time. Um, it was very exciting, very fun. Saw lots of different things. I got just a ray, but ooh, I really almost dropped like oh, like seventy bucks buying a. They had a Commander Cody Black Series, and mm. they had uh, the Admiral Thrawn. I was just like, damn. Um, that was kind of the big thing. Did that, and then um, oh, <laughs> I don't know. You can see him a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you're recording the call. But, I'm not. Um, I have my son here. Yes. My my father bought me a 31. Isn't it funny that my dad bought me this? Yeah. My dad bought me a 31 inch Darth Vader uh, action figure. It's Did you a, see the Kylo one at uh, Saga Toys? No, it was I didn't. Behind the counter, yeah, I have the oh, really? I have the Kylo one. It's in my mom's I, basement. I kind of did it in like a like a, a blur. I just was like. It's like I gotta, where, you got to visit it a few times yeah, to absorb everything. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go back uh, in a few weekends and try, check it out we'll again. We'll have to do Maybe. a little vlog or something. Well, I hope that Cody's there when I go back because I'm going to try and get him. He'll actually be my first prequel uh, Black Series. Too. Oh, nice. I don't have any prequel Black Series. I think I just have the... Oh, I do. I have Jar Jar. I have Jar Jar Black Series. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I got, um, I got a ray, um, the same ray that you have. It's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. I don't know if the... Tilt the camera up so you can see it. They're fighting all the way up there. So, you know, oh, cool! Like, yeah, with the Kylo Ren. For those listening, it's Ray versus Kylo Ren kind of stage with the Black Series figures. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, cool. That was cool. And then I'm trying to think what else have I done. Um, I'm almost done with Bloodline. I've got mm. probably about a hundred pages left, and I have just been burning through it. So I'll probably finish that within the next few days, and we can do our. Uh, imperial book club yeah that's about it really i think when i actually narrow it down to whatever oh i put stickers everywhere (laughs) i found star wars stickers so i i set up a bunch of stuff i woke up and like two were stuck to me nice uh two more and i was just like how did you even i was like i i only (laughs) had like one of you and i was um yeah so it was pretty funny but yeah that's about it for me what about you how's your star wars life been? i don't know i haven't I haven't been the best Star Wars fan lately because I haven't watched really anything. I haven't yeah. just like been interacting with anything Star Wars recently. Um, one thing I did do was I went and saw The Green Knight, and I know you saw it too. And for those listening, I'm not going to spoil it, but that movie, I'm so mixed on it. I like it, but I don't I liked know. It. I need to see yeah. it. I got, I got to see it again. Yeah, it is one of those that you got to watch it again. No, not to- I... I definitely really liked it. Walking out was just like, I don't really know what I just watched, yeah. but like it was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Not to make this uh movie talk, but um, yeah, I don't, I, I have been meaning to do some reading cause I do have out of the shadows still. And I read yeah. the first chapter and then kind of forgot about it. I don't know why I've just been really busy with life stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've been meaning to pick that up again and just like power through it, but I just haven't simply have not had the time. Um, and then, Oh, another fun thing. So I don't know if you're, um, familiar with the show ink master. I am. Yes. So I was watching one of the seasons on Netflix and they had a star Wars. (laughs) I've I've seen this episode. Yeah. Yeah, They had a star. It was from season two. I forgot what it's called, but it's called star. The episode's called star Wars forever. And, the flash challenge that's when like the first challenge of the episode they had to um like paint these clone trooper helmets that were going to be on 
on uh, I think on auction for Star Wars Celebration back in like 2012 or something. Yeah. Um, there were some really cool ones, and there's some like uh, I don't know about that one. I loved the the final tattoo like challenge, and it was uh, I can't remember her name, but the girl who had never seen a Star oh, Wars tattoo didn't baby. Know yeah. And yeah, yeah, and she did the Yoda, and it she looked did, stellar. Yeah, she did like a photo real Yoda. Oh my gosh. Uh, Anybody listening, if you have not seen um, Ink Master, at least go on Netflix, go to season two and the episode called Star Wars Forever. That entire episode's all about Star Wars tattoos. And it's really, it's really cool. Some of the artists are really good and some are just like, eh, I don't know about that. But it's fun seeing it. And it's, um, it's very different uh, tattoo requests. A lot of people are very uh, specific about what they want. Yeah. It's also crazy some of those canvases slash clients that walk in there and yeah they got to deal with some crazy stuff and i need this yeah but yeah other than that i think that's about it i've been i've been i do this at least two times a week is go to target and just like peek at the toy aisle to see what's going on over there nothing but grief cargo and quill every time i haven't even gone to target just uh, don't even bother. Just yeah, I'm getting to that point where it was like it doesn't matter. You I know w- what? We've got Saga toys now. Like I don't. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Don't need Target. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're about an hour and a half away from Saga toys. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, but I always go to the the the, the Funko Pop section of Target and stuff, and <laughs> every time it is just either a Janna or a Lieutenant Conix. That's all they have Star Wars wise. I don't know if I get. The- Yeah, I see Jana every time, but yeah, I think other than that, I mean, my, my, my uh, I've been a very busy, very, very busy with life stuff and I'm starting a new job here next month. Um, yeah, yeah big, big, big things happening over in Braden land. But, um, I think that kind of wraps it up for our, our life Star Wars updates extravaganza. What we got going on well, for news? Well, thanks for listening to the episode. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> what we got going on for news? Um, we've got a couple news stories here and there, but, um, We'll jump right into it. So we have a new Star Wars comic uh, line coming out called Crimson Rain, um, and it is going to focus on Kira from Solo, uh, played who was played by Amelia Clark, um, and it's going to be between um, the Crimson Dawn's uh, kind of area right now, uh, especially. It's this as between uh, the Empire and the Jedi. Well, um, the, the movies Empire Strikes Back and Return oh, of the oh, Jedi. Oh, I understand that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This was uh, this was a spinoff from, or it's going to be a, it, it debuts in November, and it's a spinoff of uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, which is still actively going. Um, did you read uh, the most recent uh, issue with that, or see anything? About no, it, which, which kind of it, it's the comic of why C- Crimson Rain is starting. So. Um, the plot of War of the Bounty Hunters is that Boba Fett loses Han Solo on the way to Jabba, and it ends up getting he ends up getting his way worked into where essentially Crimson Dawn gets him, and <coughs> Crimson Dawn starts holding an auction for who wants Han Solo, and it becomes a bidding war between Ooh. Kira, Vader, and Jabba, and Jabba ends up winning it and buys Solo for like a billion credits. And Vader won't have it and Kira won't have it. And it literally turns into a fight between Kira and Vader Ooh. while uh, the gang, Luke, Leia, Lando, Chewie, and Boba Fett are at this auction, like trying wow. to get it. It's, it's a really good issue. It's have you Charles, been, have you been reading, uh, catching I, up on the been, War Bounty Hunters? I've been working my way through it, um, but I saw that this latest issue was like top notch and I kind of skimmed to the important ones and then, uh, I, I I read that one. I've been watching mm. YouTube, but uh, yeah, no, it was real cool. Uh, it's where my new uh, Twitter profile is, where essentially Chewbacca pins uh, Boba Fett up. Oh and yeah, Lando's like, you're not gonna let, you're not gonna win this <laughs> fight. You're gonna beat his ass, Chewbacca. Um, no, so uh, Crimson Rain's gonna come out the same day of War of the Bounty Hunters number three. Um, IGN has officially revealed that Marvel Comics will release uh, the new Star Wars Star Wars comic series. Um, Charles Soule will write all five issues. Um, he wrote the War of the Bounty Hunters crossovers. He's been working on kind of the just the independent stuff. This is a side note. I should have mentioned this in our Star Wars catch up. I read my Obi Wan Anakin comics. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Which was five issues. Very fun, actually. It's when, like, Anakin's, like, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was all written by Charles Soule. I didn't realize it as I, as I was reading. It was, like, three issues in that I saw Soule on, on one of the covers. And I was just like, oh. oh. It's like, this whole time, I was like, really? <laughs> I love his work in Light the Jedi. Um, so, quote, while Kira plays a huge part in War of the Bounty Hunters, the event is really a Boba Fett story. I have a bigger story I'm going to tell with Kira and Crimson Dawn, and it's all connected to the reasons she kicked things off in War of the Bounty Hunters in the first place. You'll learn more about that in the closing pages of War of the Bounty Hunters number five, which will come out in October. And I think fans have no idea how excited and new this story will feel, end quote. Um, apparently Crimson Rain is the only, is only, uh, is the second of a planned trilogy of stories that, uh, started with War of the Bounty Hunters, um, uh, from this June. Super cool. Super awesome. I like that they are expanding Kira as a character, especially with this time frame. It's a very interesting time frame. I would love frame. for them to play with this time frame on film sometime too. I, I would agree. love that. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I like seeing Kira as this new threatening force, especially yeah. holding the the crown of Crimson Dawn um, and kind of seeing its new phase. Because we, after Maul dies, you don't really hear what happens to it. We mm-hmm. know it ends up, obviously it ends up in Kira's hand, but like, what, you know, yeah. what, what moved, what happened with that? So, um, yeah, really cool, really exciting. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Charles Souls, you know, killer with this stuff so what do we got next well here we go up next this is a rumor this isn't like a, a news official news story this is just a little bit of a rumor that came out that it's kind of been it's been a little bit of a talk of the town if the past week or so but um john boyega could be getting a disney plus fin series um so it looks like the hashtag show surfaced online they had, had a rumor saying that they could be um putting together some kind of Finn Disney plus show. And according to the story, JD Dillard and Matt Owens movie, which was announced, I think it was announced early last year, um, that they would be having a star Wars project of some kind. Um, and it's, it's rumored that they might be refocusing their project into a Disney plus show starring obviously John Boyega's Finn. And it would tell the story of a pre first order Finn and jump forward in time to continue it post rise of Skywalker era. I think that would be really cool. That was what I was going to say too, was yeah, just this po the post rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said a second ago, their movie was reported to be in early development in 2020 and we have not really heard. I didn't even know it was announced until I saw this, this yeah. like little rumor um, that they were going to get a movie. Um, we really haven't heard anything about it. They're, they weren't even mentioned during that investor day in December. So, um, yeah. What do you, do you think there is a possibility that we will get a Finn, you know, spinoff Disney plus show? Or do you think this is just, you know, I think, not possible. I think this specifically is a rumor, hardcore, just straight up rumor. But I think that if you were going to do a show with sequel trilogy, it should focus not just, it shouldn't just be a Finn show or a Ray show or a whatever. It's, I would love New Jedi Order post Rise of Skywalker, and it's mm. about Ray and Finn. Yeah. And like, it's about the both of them. It's not, it's not the Finn show that it's also, oh, it's the Finn show, but. It's it's Ray's new Jedi order but, that you know, she's doing. But it that, still you know, could be a Finn show and also focus on Jedi stuff because it could be dealing with because it is alluded to in the Rise of Skywalker that he is kind of getting more in touch with the Force. It could deal with you know these feelings that he's feeling yeah. you know pre you know First Order pre Force Awakens and kind of evolve that into how he ends up feeling by the rise of Skywalker and that kind of thing. So, you know, who knows? I think there's a lot of possibilities with what they could do with a story like that, whether they're going to have to pay John Boyega a lot of money. Um, He's, he's going to have a big payday if this is true. Um, But at this point, I think it's all, you know, there's nothing confirmed. No, nothing has come out that there's even been talks. It's just kind of a, uh, maybe we'll see, but I, I would totally be down for a Finn show. I I, agree. I yeah. love his character, and I'm one of the few that actually enjoys his his arc in the sequel trilogy. I I just would love to see that expanse on those characters even more. Yeah. Um, and I think that would allow us to appreciate 
what the character does in the in the movies in the sequel yes. trilogy as well. Yes, I agree. I agree. And maybe explain some things that you know otherwise couldn't be explained without a Finn show. Or left, yeah, yeah. But cool. What is next? Um. So Hasbro's got some new stuff coming out. Good old Hasbro. They make Ouija boards to uh, unleash the demons upon us. Hasbro right. announced a uh, Haslab Star Wars Rancor campaign. Hasbro <laughs> has officially announced that the next Star Wars Haslab item, a Black Series Rancor, will kick off its campaign this fall. Um, Black Series is a very popular collector line of six-inch figures. Um, Brandon and I each have uh, a good selective of them. Um, I saw a first order Finn, uh, black series at a vintage stock, uh, that I had never seen before. I didn't know that they had that. Oh, like his last Jedi get up that he fights Phasma in. and he, and he had like the, the, like, <laughs> I call it the traitor stick yeah. <laughs> that he, that he fights Phasma with. But anyway, um, crazy. The Hazlab program is uh, really the only way of producing such a massive toy. These are like the big ones that they do. Um, are Hazlab the ones too that does the helmets? I'm not sure. I can't. I don't know for sure. But um, massive toy which will be big enough to hold a Black Series Luke Skywalker or a Gamoran Guard in his hand. Um, this is going to be awesome. Uh, the Rancor follows in the tradition of the two previous Star Wars Haslab. Okay, so no, the, the previous items were uh, the Razor Crest and then Jabba's Sail Barge, which is the one that I think you saw at Yeah, I think Saga that's the one at Saga Toys. Yeah. I think they have one at uh, Galaxy's Edge 2, but it was it had different figures in it. It had like oh. the stuff they sold yeah. at Galaxy's, but it was the barge that they had. Um super cool super cool um uh, how much of, do you think this thing will be two hundred dollars i bet you like one one fifty you think so that's, cheap. A, hel- I think that's a cheap helmets a helmet's only like one one fifty i think that's cheap though for these because they're you got to realize like this thing is going to be probably yeah, like three true. foot tall it's going to be big <laughs> so it's going to be awesome yeah it's gonna be so cool i, I love that it's like it will hold either a luke skywalker or gamora <laughs> yeah, it's I no one that. else no one else yeah, can be just the luke skywalker and gamorian guard <laughs> um no it'll be really cool it'll be really fun to see um th- this is going to be the biggest one because um the the other two the razor crest and the jabba's barge only only hold vintage collection yeah, the the three and three fourth inch scale ones. So this is the first. This one is gonna that be big be able to hold a six inch figure and still make it look small. That is um, crazy. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's all there is about that. But uh, keep an eye out because that'll, yeah. that'll sell out quick for it. But uh, it's gonna be awesome once that surfaces. <laughs> yeah. Those pictures are gonna be so cool, you know. <laughs> In my dreams, I'd be able to. I'm sure one day. I, I'm sure it'll be like a. You're you're not gonna be able to find it in stores or anything yeah, like that. It'll be those, you got to yeah. find it online or like at, some of those resales, yeah. you know, collector shops. Yeah, I agree. Yep. What's next? So up next, um, we got Star Wars: The High Republic audiobook. Um, Tempest Runner debuted its fir- first clip, coming from Kevin Scott. There. Um, so back in March, Del Rey announced that Kevin Scott had been working on a Star Wars audio drama set in the High Republic era, a la um, Dooku Jedi Lost. Which I'm assuming we'll probably get a the the book script version of it probably about a, in about a year after this releases. Um, it's going to focus on obviously the Nile villain Lorna D and um, Gizmodo unveiled the first audio clip from the upcoming story, which will come out on August 31st. So, did you read or listen to this clip? No, actually, okay. it, it, it's it's funny you say it because before I read this rundown, I saw that it had been released and saw someone listening to it on okay. Facebook. So let me go ahead and read it for you. <clears throat> the Nile Storm has raged through the galaxy, leaving chaos and grief in its wake. Few of its raiders are as vicious as the Tempest Runner Lorna D. She stays one step ahead of the Jedi Order at the helm of a vessel named after one of the deadliest monsters in the galaxy, the Lorna D. But no one can outrun the defenders of the High Republic forever. After the defeat of her crew, Lorna falls into the hands of the Jedi, but not before she hides her identity, becoming just another Nile convict. Her captors fail to understand the beast they have cornered. Just like every fool she's ever buried, the first mistake was keeping her alive. Lorna is determined to make underestimating her their last. Locked onto 
Republic correctional ship, she just dragged across the galaxy to repair the very damage she and her fellow Tempest Runners inflicted on it. But as Lorna D plans her glorious escape, she makes alliances that grow dangerously close to friendships. Outside the Nile, separated from her infamous ship, her terrifying arsenal, and her feared name, Lorna must carve her own path. Will it lead to redemption, or will she emerge as a deadlier threat than ever before? So... Cool. I think they're trying to tease a redemption arc for Lorna D. Um, so I agree. Um, I think Lorna D is who's going to kill Mark, Mark Rowe. You think that uh, I, I think she has been specifically kept alive because her her big turning point is going to be she's the one to kill Markian because there's too many main characters on the good side mm-hmm. that like who gets that properly because Markian's has stabbed that knife and twisted it about everybody and I think the person who <clears throat> I guess deserves it is what I'll say but like the one that feels right is that Lorna does it I think <clears throat> I think that Lorna D is the most emotionally sound of the Nile. I agree. I think, I think she, yeah, I think she knows what decisions to make and when to make them. And I think she's very calculated in that way. So yeah, I can see her raising up really high in those ranks in the Nile and eventually coming up with some kind of plan to take over the Nile and whether that would go in her favor who knows whether there's going to be some kind of big confrontation with Marchian or yeah, I don't know. And I think too, I wonder if this book will explain it, but if in anything, we'll see it in fallen star. Um, I think Markian and the Nile are pretty separate right now. There's a line in rising storm that Markian near the end where he's like the Nile are dead. You know, it's now time for, you know, the next point. Um, um, I think that's where it'll progress is that this this uh, disconnect is now official. So now it's time for these characters to adapt to that to when it'll then um, kind of meet up with whatever that point will be with. I think it'll probably be Fallen Star. Um, but yeah, man, if if there is one book that I'm really excited for, that's Fallen Star. It is Fallen Star. Yeah, that's going to be, be a fun read. Yeah, that's going to be wild. Um <clears throat> I want to cool. have that trilogy, like all those on hardbacks. Oh, yeah. Just, just well, the good thing is I've been picking them up like as they yeah. come out. So I will you have know, like, the I, first editions of each I one. I probably should have done that, but um, I read most of them digitally. I'll probably ask all of the like big ones for Christmas. I'll probably ask for like the three novel, the two novels yeah. that Fallen Star will be on that. But then like <clears> get like the YAs. And, yeah, because I think at the end of... Well, whenever, who knows when the High Republic kind of campaign will end. But at the end of the whole thing, it would be cool to have like essentially a whole library full of like the High Republic, like a whole bookshelf. That's just the High Republic. That is so cool. Because it really is its own era of just really solid books. I think it's its own genre of Star Wars, too. That like it just can't be compared to anything. Yeah, no, I agree. Because a lot of the other cross author stories that star wars has done yeah. like this has always it, it's the it's the thrawn trilogy not thrawn trilogy, that was that was completely wrong <laughs> um <laughs> but like the new jedi order oh, yeah. and like i keep finding um random like uh random legend books that are just from like just different like just stories being told just ra- different little trilogies or or series that are are just legends books but mm-hmm. it's just like they still stick with the original characters and i like that this has done a really good job at making its own um and being its own uh with the only thing really keeping us uh at bay is that it's star wars yeah you know that's that's the only thing that we can <clears throat> we can connect it to and everything else is fresh and new and different yeah, um, and I love that it, it is a a collective story originated from many dif- different artists and authors. It's not just one person yes. coming up with a story and then everyone has to like figure who out are, how to write who it. We're constantly working and yeah. building this story together so everybody is on the page. I'm convinced they already have the whole entire High Republic era planned out from A to Z. 
at this point. Um, I think they have the outline. So I follow Kevin Scott on Twitter and I yeah. listened to that interview with him on uh, Friends of the Forest. But um, uh, he talks about how they uh, they they very delicately plan each thing specifically. So mm-hmm. he his example he uses is that while he was writing or he said before he even started writing Rising Storm, Daniel Jose Older was like halfway through Race to Crash Point Tower. And that takes place mid in it. It's at the, the Republic Fair. Yeah. So it's mid in the middle of, you know, Rising Storm. And Daniel had to go to Cabin and be like, well, what happens with this? And they they had to cater each other's stories. So it's kind like kind of figured out together. The, the everyone is is figuring out the outlines as a group, but then everyone has their own task and is, right. you know, yeah. you have to go. There's the big events. Like they have the great disaster. We have the Republic yes. Fair. I think we're going to have something big in the next kind of phase that everyone's going to have to deal with. And I think they have that, like the big overarching story kind of planned out until the end of the higher Republic, or they're probably very far into the higher Republic with, with its outline. So yeah, I'm just, yeah. I, I think that if you're listening to this and you have not read or done anything with the higher Republic, I highly recommend do, picking do up at least the favor, at yeah. least pick up light of the Jedi and just give it a shot. It's Dude, a you great can pick read. up into the dark. One of the like spinoff, you yeah. know, the, the, their YA, if you're a Claudia Gray fan, yeah, yeah, 300, 400 something pages. And it's just like, and it's still just, uh, it's just stellar. Every single entry that has come out from this is just knocked it out of the park, 10 out of 10. And, and I am just so excited to see how far they'll take I know. it. It makes me feel like, I've said this before, that it makes us feel like we're in like a secret club about like really good Star Wars. you get Wars. like giddy and you're like, yeah. ooh, you're like High Republic stuff. That's yeah. all fun. Because everyone yeah. else is like, oh yeah, but Disney and the sequel nah, suck. Like, nah, I'm just like, like dude, I love Star now. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I love Star Wars, dude. Okay. Well, cool. Um, I said that one, right? Yeah. So what do we got next? Uh, so the Jedi Knight Collection. Um, and so there's a lot Jedi Knight collection racer and Republic commando are all coming um, from THQ Nordic. So THQ Nordic, which acquired uh, the Embracer group, uh, which also owned um, Asper media is planning uh, physical releases of Jedi Knight Two, Jedi outcast um, plus uh, Jedi Academy. So those, those two, um, which I never played to. I still, I never finished one. But gee, I probably there's they're awesome games anyway. Um, but then also um, bringing in Star Wars Racer and then uh, Republic Commando, um, which uh, just came. Out, I think the Republic Commando. Yeah, like the one. new the that new was, like remastered version came yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah that was the one that came to PlayStation. Um, super 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 cool. I am going to go hard on those Jedi Academy remasters because yeah. um, that probably is to this day has some of my favorite Star Wars or video game combat. Something that, you know, it, it locks on kind of like Fallen Order that you can. But if you didn't, it's this free flowing like, you know, you almost have to like actually duel somebody, even if it mm-hmm. is just a minor person, because that AI is really smart at just kind of reacting to your thing. And it's funny because like if you don't time your attacks, it doesn't necessarily if you just kind of spam in the button, attack at them, your dude's just kind of waving the lightsaber <laughs> like this. He's just like, I'll get you eventually. Um, so that's that's really, really cool. That's going to happen, um, according to the uh, organization responsible for the video game ratings in Germany. Uh, the collections will be available for PS4 and Switch, uh, the two platforms um, that are already received them in digital form. Um, every game that I just talked about is on yep. PlayStation <clears throat> 4. I don't know if they're all on Switch. I know Republic Commando is. Yeah, but it I don't sounds know about like we're getting like a we're getting like a combo pack with all these like remastered or re-released just so we can have them i think as a newer physical copy i think they need to do this just please give us a re-release of um revenge of the sith the game give us a ps4 version of that 
I've yet to find uh, a new copy of that because mine wasn't working. Oh, it wasn't? I didn't hear about no, that. No, no, it didn't. It didn't work. That's... Granted, we bought it from Goodwill, so we were kind of yeah. like, you know, maybe. But um, was it just like did the disc just straight up not uh, work? It just wasn't. Yeah, it didn't process it. I think it was just old. I don't think it's scratched up. I still have it, but I don't think it was scratched up. That was part of the reason why I bought it. But and you uh, know your PS2 works. PS2 is good. Yeah, okay. PS2 is yeah good. Um, Star Wars Battlefront two works, but um, hmm. yeah. So yeah, I'm still in the hunt for that one, but yeah. So that's it for the uh, the new physical copies coming. Well, cool. Let's kind of move right along here. Since we're recording this episode so late, we actually get to talk about this. But Disney Gallery Mandalorian, making of season two finale, just dropped today, um, the twenty fifth, as we're speaking about this. And Jackson actually just watched it. Um, I did. I watched I did. it earlier today. What just kind of first off? What did you think about the this episode of Disney Gallery? Um, I loved the, the emotion of it. Yeah. That was kind of what I wasn't expecting to get choked up watching it. I was like, oh, yeah, neither, neither did I. Yeah, I agree. I was, I was going to ask you if you got choked up. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I really liked how it, it was funny because, you know, the whole episode, you're like, oh, it's the technology. It's the technology. Like what? How do they do it? What do they yeah. do? You know, is it just it was it a deep fake? Was it just a de-age? It was all this. I still they, think they should have went deep fake, but. They kind of did. Yeah, I don't know. It they was like weird. based the, the it was weird. They, yeah, they were talking about weird. how they based like the deep fake information on the CGI technology to DH. And yeah. it was I didn't really understand it very well, but I was like, OK, yeah, cool it was technology. a lot. But it was funny because once it was explained, the rest of it was all just everyone just talked about how overwhelming it was. For yeah. Them. Um, and talked and about I, like the the responsibility that it yeah uh, like, of of doing this of yeah. pulling this card and um yeah I really liked uh, a lot of what Peyton Reed said from mm-hmm. it and just kind of he talks yeah. about he 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 puts it really well into words it I just really kind of, underestimated him yeah I agree I agree as well um he was big in Community wasn't he isn't he one of the the showrunners from Community I'm not sure and that's. I think so, but, but I, I, I don't know, know if that like, was him. He did like yeah. Bring It On. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Ant Man. Yeah, I I knew him originally. That yeah. was when I discovered was Ant Man. But yeah, um, I choked up at uh, the John Favreau R two D two. Me too. That that was what got me because um, he was getting emotional. I was like, oh yeah, man, it's like, gonna make oh. me emotional. You're like new Star Wars dad. Don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it was really fun. Um, it was really enjoyable to watch and. Um, I understand why they made their own episode about it, but like I wanted it sooner, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, can you imagine being a crew member when they were shooting that and hoping to God for the next year that nothing leaked about that? Well, and I think it's funny how they did it with a skeleton crew because everyone else was going to film. (laughs) They were all shooting with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Is it Robert Rodriguez, right? Yes. Yep. Um, I was gonna say Robert yeah. Rodrigo. I was like, oh, so that I, I can only imagine one dude coming back from the Rodriguez shoot being like, "Hey man, how was your day today?" He's like, "It was fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was all right." But like, you want to talk about it? They're like, "I can't." Well, just like imagine the anxiety of like, "Oh my god, if it leaks, they're when, gonna think yeah, it's me." Who, who, yeah, who did it? Who's gonna do it? Yeah, and uh, I can't remember who said it, but someone makes that point of just like, like, oh, Mark says it. Mark Hamill talks about it. How. Yeah you know, one person could just be like, guess what I saw today, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it ruins the whole thing. And everybody simultaneously agreed, maybe with some legal NDAs written, but everyone simultaneously. Agreed, oh, I like, guarantee you on that NDA, it threatened to like take your life yeah, away. If yeah, you, literally. if you spoiled anything, <laughs> like I guarantee you that NDA was, that agreement was hardcore. Harsh. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because that is um, the one thing, like I, I've said this before, Matt, that is the one thing from Mandalorian season two that did not leak was Luke. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that John brings that up too. Yeah. Is that He's he like, all right, Ahsoka it. leaked, Boba He's leaked. Like, Tem leaked. Yeah. Yeah. Tem leaked. Like, this was it. Um, I thought it was really funny how they had it. They had Plo Koon in there for so long. Yeah. And they well, even and went as far talking, as to know, make concept secret, art. Yeah. yeah. They went so far to make concept art. They actually put the Plo Koon VFX yeah. on his face. <laughs> so like whenever they were showing the dailies, they actually had Plo Koon in the dailies instead of uh, Luke. Um, yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. And Dave Filoni talking about, you know, I, they showed the bit of the script. <laughs> it just said it's Plo Koon. He's not really dead. 
<laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I really liked how, how much they hit home and recognize how much the character of Luke means to people. And he's not just a character from an old movie. Like he's a symbol and he means something to a lot of people. And it's, it's not something to be taken lightly or tamper with. Like it's something you have to do the right way. And I I think John makes a really good point in that too, of how um, he kind of means it more in the sense of star Wars is an intergenerational um, story, but it's it's cool seeing luke skywalker and being able to know that his story is still um um important to people who need it to be told yeah you know you think you see this luke skywalker in mandalorian it's just like this is peak luke skywalker you know this is this is what everybody wanted and then it's like but even in the future, like that's not realistic that Luke doesn't get to stay this way for the whole time. And obviously we see that in what Last yeah. Jedi is and all of that. But it's it, it's cool seeing that these guys were able to bring the magic from, you know, the original trilogy and hold it in that sense that it, it gives people that nostalgia, but it gives people that um that emotional storytelling to know that the point that they're seeing him right now, even though it is the newest, it is not where he ends up. Yeah. You know, it does not stay. And I, I, I really, I, I like that, you know, I, from the, from the very beginning of the episode, everyone's just like, it had to be Luke. Like, yeah. It had to be Luke. Like who, who else? And you're just like, yeah, you know, well, like, it's who, like who, who, else? who else would you trust to, you know, give, give Grogu like right. who, who else in the world than Luke Skywalker would you trust? Yeah, look good. Um <laughs> but no, I I I didn't expect to get as emotional as I did watching this. Yeah. And I remember Dave Filoni talking about how there was a day like one of the days on set where like he just kind of stood back and looked around at the crew kind of just in oh. awe just yeah. looking at it's like looking at uh, the monitor. I think everybody had that experience. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it yeah. makes you think how how important of a character Luke is to a lot of people and how big of a role that he actually is in a lot of people's lives. Like, you know, he, he is just a character from the space fantasy movie, but he's also yeah. like, he means something to a lot of people. And the same and, thing goes for same thing goes for R2D2. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, John yeah. Favreau even said it that like, that was a piece of his childhood on set and he got to experience that for the first time. And I was like, man, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like, like I cannot lucky. even imagine. How lucky, but how stressful to be to know that like the mantle is on you. Yeah. Like it is it is to the utmost importance that you that you hold this truth of what these characters are and the story is and how you can make it right um, mm-hmm. and good. And I I just I, I give a full round of applause to everybody that, you know, pulled that off and did that and made those decisions to get what we did um with that Mm -hmm. that being said you think they'll bring that max guy back and just like make a luke skywalker show well one thing that like i don't know it kind of rubbed me the wrong way is that they didn't even like they didn't say the actor's full name yeah max and and they didn't like interview him or anything for it yeah like they just was there i was hoping they would give him a little more credit and be like and know. Mark really hyped him up. Mark talked about how good of an actor yeah, he, was he was and how like, at, like he how much like, he really like pulled him. it off. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, I think that alone, I think for the, the, the Mandalorian, the bring back of Luke Skywalker, you had Mark Hamill, but I would totally be cool if the rest of the time Luke Skywalker was this other actor. Yeah. Was this was this Max guy? And if you wanted, I if think you they got to fig- they got to figure out that of uh, that de aging effect though. But that's Before what I'm saying. That. It's like you you don't you don't need to do that. Just just give it give uh, the I think you do. I I I really do think you, you think you think deep fake Mark Hamill the whole way if they tell more Luke Skywalker stories. I think stories? they kind of have to. I don't I don't see anybody taking it well it just being straight up a different actor and us trying to get us to believe that that is Luke Skywalker. I I can't see that. I I just can't. 
unfortunately. I can understand that. And that's kind of what Filoni under talks about how like when the hood like lifts, like it had to be Hamill. Yeah. Like they're there. That was, that was the selling that, point. And you're still in that headspace of, you don't really believe it until you see it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that they could have done it now. Granted, I am still of the notion that if you want Luke Skywalker back, make it animated. Yeah. Give us give that Star Wars rebel show. style animated Luke Skywalker show. That's all we need. Yeah. Um, but cool. I think we can kind of move on to our last story here. So this is a fun one. This is the one that I was actually like, Oh heck yeah. Um, a new Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga trailer has come. Ugh, finally some news, you know, know. Um, after almost an entire year since the last big look at the game, last trailer that we got, the newest trailer for the latest Lego Star Wars title has a greater emphasis on gameplay across all nine movies of the Skywalker saga. Um, it's a pretty pretty easy trailer. I watched it earlier today. Um, you get a little more sense of the gameplay in this trailer, yeah, though. Yeah, uh, very pretty. I love how... Um, natural the combat looks i like how it kind of it, it makes me think of like the arkham games to how did you ever play the arkham the batman arkham games i played arkham knight for like okay so a little bit yeah do you remember how like when you're fighting people batman's really good at just kind of switching to the opponent which mm, opponent yeah. really quick mm-hmm. and even with they have like the whole counter ability he's able to na- it, it looks so natural in their animations yeah. i get that vibe from this mm-hmm. it's got a charlie horse in my leg I get that vibe from this and how um, it just feels very, um, <laughs> uh, pardon the pun, but it, it old Lego games felt very blocky in how they played. And mm-hmm. I like that they are adapting that better. Well, um, I think they're also kind of, I think they're going a little more open world with this too. Which I'm all for. Yeah. I love that. Uh, the old the Lego Marvel games are like that, and they're very fun. So uh, each movie will get its own unique campaign, um, adapting the stories across 25. Let me say that again. 25 explorable yeah. open world planets. And really that, quick before you do the list, I think they're they're also revamping the campaigns from the original uh, that, Lego that's games. What I, I think thought. they're because they showed like some bits from. Um, the Phantom Menace, and you get to you're chased by the big fish underwater and the, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the water thing and the Unabungo. Um, it's a big fish. Yeah, it's always big. Fish. I, I, that wasn't in the first Lego Star Wars game, so I'm yeah. excited to see what parts of like, the movie you get to play like, this time. Well, and I like I, I I hope that they take stuff from the other like. I think they do as well. Like with the Revenge of the Sith, there's a part in the first level where in Anakin Starfighter you got to shoot like the buttons to open yeah, up the I next. Hate and that that's, level. it's I in the new it's in level. the new trailer that yeah. that little bit of him flying. Well, I, so. I, I think that was actually I, that might have been that, or it might have been the Falcon. Um, but I couldn't. I I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But, but anyway, um, what planets are we gonna get in this? So of our twenty. 20- Twenty-five. Twenty-five. And just in case you um, missed it, we got twenty-five. 25. We have Naboo, Tatooine, Coruscant, Camino, Geonosis, Kashyyyk, Utapau, Mustafar, Yavin 4, Hoth, Dagobah, Bespin, Endor, Jakku, Takodana, uh, Dakar, Starkiller Base, Octu, uh, Cantonica, Crate, Agent Claus, Asana, Kijimi, Kefbir, and Exegol. Um, and five missions for each film um, with hundreds of characters and vehicles playable in a title. I think it's confirmed right now 300 playable characters on top of there's going to be a I, I saw a little rumor. <laughs> it's going to be impossible to beat this game 100% for like three years. So many. Yeah, right. Um, there's going to be the 300 characters. But then I also saw that they're doing a there. There's three DLCs coming. Is it going to be Clone Wars and Rebels? It's um, um, a classic character pack, which is like all of the Lego like main figures, but oh, their yeah. original Lego look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a Mandalorian pack. Was it? Who? What was the third one? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Maybe it was Rebels. Mm-hmm. Because I think all of the Clone Wars, I think there's going to be a Clone Wars section. Yeah. In Skywalker Saga. Like the the two and three, like three will show a little bit, but like, um, 
uh, maybe it was Clone Wars because I don't remember what it was. Maybe it'll come come later to me. But um, yeah, so um, the new trailer kind of shows off this little open world stuff too of how you know you get your map and you're able just to kind of you can like fast travel, yeah. But you can you know it's kind of cool story of how it plays. Um, Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker Saga will be released next spring. Fingers crossed that it keeps that date. Um, for the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5, as long, along with uh, Microsoft Windows, which is probably what I'll play it on. Pour one out for our Mac users. <laughs> yeah, you guys are the epitome of gaming right there. Yeah, so. um, yeah it'll be really fun. It's going to be, be otherworldly, dude. It's going to be a Lego game unlike any other it'll be like it's the finale of the star wars lego games i think yeah yeah i agree and i think like just if you want to add more just pump it into dlc just give honestly that game the yeah. updates don't don't make more I, I and i think I, I really would like to get online eventually for lego star you know how cool that would be to be running around you know, lego I, I, i'm shocked that it isn't going to be because i think that would be really fun be having online co-op for the you know yeah at least for like it'd be cool to like play the missions together online uh, and like all that kind of fun stuff yeah i <laughs> hope eventually they add something like that i think that would be really fun or do something kind of like um red dead online where it's just kind of open world and just like you could just get it yeah yeah that'd, that'd like, be cool too you can like load into a map and it's just like the map that is in the game but yeah it just has tons of people well cool well cool um this week this is the first time i did this in a while because i thought it would be a slower news week and then all the stuff dropped today and but wasn't. <laughs> yeah we we actually do have some listener questions for the first time in a couple months um this um, we're gonna play an audio clip actually we have our first um call in so this is a um a call from Levi Huddleston, um, Captain Katarn on YouTube, and here is his call. What's up, three Imperial Eyes? Your channel has been absolutely amazing. I love staying tuned every Thursday to see what you have to say about Star Wars. I have a couple questions for you. The first one is, do you think that, that Crosshair will become the new template for the Purge Troopers and Death Troopers? The second one is... When there's a season two of The Bad Batch, do you think we'll see a clone revolution led by Rex and then spinning off into Rex's own show? Number three, do you think we'll ever see Cal Kestis in live action or in The Bad Batch? And the last one is, do you think you could shout out my channel, Captain Katarn, on YouTube? I like to do lots of Lego Star Wars related things. I absolutely love your channel and have a great day. And there we go. That's Levi. Um, well, thank you very much, Levi, for calling in. Um, we haven't had a voice message yet, so thank you very much for that. Um, and also, if you know, we speaking of Lego Star Wars, he does a lot of uh, Lego Star Wars content on YouTube. So definitely check out Captain Katarn on YouTube. But what do you think of his first question of this? If Cross Crosshair will become the new template for the Purge and Death Troopers? So. Um Yes, I think 100% for Death Troopers. Purge Troopers, I'm on the mix about. Because, like, aren't they clones? Is that official? Is that official? That Purge I don't know if it's clones? official. Someone I, I've probably heard some knows, stuff, but, but yeah. Um, but, I don't know, Crosshair doesn't give me the vibe of wielding a giant staff that he trained most of his time to hunt Jedi for. I just feel like Death Troopers makes a lot more sense to me of yeah. that high-profile elite trooper um, that is that is more suitable for ground combat style rather than Jedi defense, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, because they did something, they did something with Crosshair whenever they kind of had him uh, under control, and I think, yeah, I don't know if they're going to try to use his dna to develop these or you know or why they're using lama su to is it is it lama su or is it nala say yes. no nala say nala say yes. why they're using nala say uh, you know what they're using you know nala say for but yeah i don't really i don't really know and i don't i don't know if they would yeah that's that's a that's a difficult question it's it's hard to think because there's uh, ways to go about it, but at the same time, I almost feel like they're 
they're doing something else with Crosshair and not and just I making think copies. Ultimately, of them. yes, they are doing something else with Crosshair, but I wouldn't be surprised if season two of Bad Batch starts and Crosshair's got a Death Trooper outfit on. That would you know, be cool. Like like the Empire's progressed and now they can actually give him the proper armor of what his position is supposed to be. Yeah. Because he works directly under Rampart, so I would assume that that is Death Trooper qualifications. So. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Bad Batch, do you think we'll get a clone revolution in Bad Batch Season 2 led by Rex and maybe eventually Rex getting his own show? I don't think Rex will get his own show. I don't think so either. Yes, I think we're going to see the clone revolution. I really want... To, they, we've been talking about that since, uh, you know, in the Batch Report, we've been talking about an uprising of all the clones that have kind yeah. of been forgotten and left over, and I think we're going to see some clones versus uh, Stormtrooper action. That'll yeah, be, that I, would be sick. You know, they brought in Gregor, which means the next only really the next one we need is Wolf for I think. Oh, picture it. Oh, picture it. Hauser, Cody, Wolf, Gregor, Rex. Those oh, are man. The five. Those are the five that lead the clone revolution and only Gregor, Rex. and Wolf. The only thing out. about that is, is if there really if there truly was a clone revolution, that's something that we would hear about in something. I, don't think necessarily so like yes i agree it, it, if it did have if it does happen it should probably have been mentioned at some point um that's a big deal like the clones I, uprising against the empire I, I think it's more it's going to be more contained than what i think we're expecting it to be i kind of see it more as like it's just going to be a battle mm. um which means of course not a lot of people like heard about it um but see there's the line rex has in rebels that i can't think off the top of my head but it's when he's explaining to ezra and kanan that the empire eventually stopped using clones yeah i think that's the important line of can you fit in an entire uh attack or something you know in between that it still makes a line like that make sense um and i yeah. think that's i think that's what they're working towards yeah I th- yeah, there's a way to go about it to where it doesn't have to be this big important battle that like everybody knows yeah. for centuries. It could be something that's more like contained, and you know, it's more of a internal conflict instead yeah. of this big, you know, thousands of clone troopers. It's a team of like twenty, thirty clone troopers rising right, up right, against right, right. a few, you know, against like a base, like an imperial base or something. Yeah, you know. Um, well, cool. And his last question here was: Will we ever see Cal Kestis in live action? Um, sure. yeah, prob- probably actually, sure. I-, I would rather see him in live action than in animation, mainly because, you know, he's based off of somebody. It'd be so cool it's... to see a Jedi Fallen Order series. Um, honestly, yeah, I would give me a Disney Plus that. series with Cal Kestis. Yeah, I, um, whether I think it will happen, I don't know. I don't know if we'll even, ever see him in live even action. If it's just a cameo. I'm content with that. You know, if Ka- if all of a sudden, like, you know, it's a live action, whatever. If uh, I'm trying to think timeline why, like if Ben, <laughs> if Obi-Wan's walking through the streets of Tatooine and all of a sudden he passes Cal Kestis and you're just like, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be that. That's just it's so much easier just to do the live action. Yeah. Have, uh, Cameron. Cameron. I don't know the actor's name by heart, but um, I, I I have a lot of respect for him as an actor, especially being able to make a character out of a you know a, for a video game, uh, make it, making a a a a character that I believe and care about is a very is not easy to do via Cameron video game. Monahan. That's right. Someone sneezed in the background. You like that? Bless you. Keeping yeah, that in. Yeah. Yelling. <laughs> well, cool. Let's kind of move on to this next question from on Twitter at sudden butt. Um, and they say, is hyperspace travel achieved through pure speed or is there something else going on? Like, is the hyperdrive an engine for acceleration, breaking hyperspace barrier, so to speak, or the warping of space time? The Death Star seems quite maneuverable. What do you think? It's kind of an interesting theoretical um, question. I, I kind of think both is that the engine is able to, to take the object in place at such great speeds that it, it, it literally just puts you in a separate dimension that, that travel in time moves differently, that you can get from point A to point B much faster in this dimension, 
but it's not necessarily you're moving fast. You just moved really fast to get to that dimension. Does that make sense? I think so. It's, it's, I don't know because they don't really discern how long hyperspace travel actually takes. Yeah. A lot of the time, like a lot of the time it's, you know, they'll do a wipe and you're there. Like they jump out of hyperspace. So it's it's not really, because I've heard that sometimes hyperspace travel, you're like, you're, you're sitting in hyperspace for like a week, like two weeks. So yeah, I don't, I, I subscribe more to the theory that you're just moving very fast through space. Yeah. Um, but you're on a path, kind of like, you know, in the higher public, the paths. Well, yeah, I think the, you're, yeah. you're on it like a, a set hyperspace lane that like you have to stay in, but your, your ship is just the hyperdrive, you know, the, is it, is it coaxium that, um, yeah, is hyperfuel that, you know, powers your ship to go so unbelievably fast. Right. And keep you within this, this lane yeah. of, you know, space time. Yeah, so I I think that's my thinking, but I can also, you know, I'm not a, opposed to the whole warping of space-time, you know, you're just going into a different dimension in order the, to travel. Did the Death Star ever travel at light speed? Yeah, all the time. Remember in Rogue One? They they went right outside of Jeddah and blew up Jeddah. Yeah, I guess it was just always like, I don't know, the thought of the Death Star just like, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, like yeah. everyone, you know. all the time, dude. Um, well, cool. Let's move on here from um, at a rural farm boy, our boy on uh, Twitter there. Ruffle my boy. Yep, that's right. Pick a ship, one starfighter, one capital ship. What is Braden and Jackson's favorite from that galaxy far, far away? What is your favorite star sh- starfighter? What is your favorite capital ship? Capital ship is a Star Destroyer. Classic. Any any version of a Star Destroyer, Super Star Destroyer, any any class Star Destroyer? Probably like the Devastator, Vader's mm. first ship. Okay. Um, the first Star Destroyer you really see in in Star Wars general, period. Yep. Um, Starship. You go on yours. I got to think about this one. <laughs> well, I think I'll, I'll go Capital Ship just so we're on the same theme. Capital Ship, I got to say the Radis from The Last Jedi. I, I don't know that the, the shape Those of the Mon ship Calamari is so cool. ships are cool too. They're really cool. And also it's named after Admiral Raddus from Rogue One. I love Admiral Raddus. Um, so yeah, I, I would have to say capital ship. I'd have to say the Raddus. What are you thinking for Starfighter? So I'm running in my head of just different Starfighters and um, I've got the Phantom Menace Naboo ship. Mm, yeah. That's one that I was like, you know, that is like really a fun ship. I think the Falcon, obviously. Um, but uh, maybe a Jedi Starfighter from like Revenge of the Sith, like Anakin. That's Starfighter. the first thing that came to mind for me. That was, that was mine too. The Jedi but then Starfighter. I was like, but then I was like, is it that? Like, is it actually that? But no, I, I agree. It's. It, I that would was also one say that, that I love the Ghost too. I would call the Ghost a Starfighter. Uh, the Slave One is, oh, a, Slave is one, one yeah. of my favorite designs of a ship. Um. I like a good B-Wing, too. I play yeah. as a B-Wing in uh, Star Wars Squadrons, and that's oh, yeah. a very fun ship to fly. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Moving right along here, friend of the show, Kyle Craigbaum asks, hey, Kyle. what is the best and worst line of dialogue in the saga? Do you have a set answer? Because I already have mine. What are yours? So I'm going to start with the worst. I think that my least favorite line of dialogue in all of Star Wars, and I'm not I'm not gonna do the cop out and go prequels. I'm not even going prequels. I think the worst line is in The Rise of Skywalker, which is a movie that I love, but I, I hate this line is when Hux says, I'm the spy. I hate that line. Really? Yeah, that's I think in my opinion, that's the worst line of dialogue. Um what's your least favorite line of dialogue? <laughs> Somehow Palpatine came back. It's it's yeah. the way it's the way he says that that you're just like mm, that is a gross line. Um, what's your favorite? I got one. What's yours? The dark side of the force has a pathway to many abilities. Some considered to be unnatural. unnatural. I love um, that line so much. I actually am a big fan of Yoda's line from Last Jedi, the 
the the uh, we grow what they we are what they grow you beyond. Know what's crazy? That is the, that is that, a true that is of one master. that I kind of fought with with that line. That That's you funny just that we you both think, thought of that. You think about it, and you're just like, Ugh. you're just like, ha. Huh? Because you just that line alone mo- is enough to move you. Just it's, to, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, I agree. I also am a big fan of uh, don't underestimate the power of the dark side. Mm. Classic. Or uh, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Classics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Moving right along again, we have a question from at Connections Cult who asks, who would you cast as an adult Omega in, say, the book of Boba Fett? I don't really know. Because so I'm not going to play as... They don't have to be a New Zealand New Zealand actress. Um, how, how old would Omega be at this point? By Book of Boba Fett, she would at least be forty. Well, in is her forties, same age as Boba. No, I would think that she is younger than Boba. I think she's like, I would assume that she's probably a couple years younger than Boba. Okay. Um. Man, we should have thought about this before we got on air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. So she would probably be in her 40s, right? Yeah. At, at least, you know, ballpark in it. Um, well, the first one that came to mind, even though she's already in Star Wars, was Gwendolyn Christie. That's kind of the area I'm thinking of as well. Yeah. Um, someone who can, who can hold that. Gwendolyn Christie would be a fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because like um, props to them for creating a, 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 an original character, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Omega doesn't look like anybody to me. So I'm like running in my head who could do it. You know, I wouldn't hate like like an Emma Thompson kind of deal either. She's old. She's not like old, old, though. She could play like mid 40s. She's Emma like in her Thompson. She's yeah. like. Oh yeah, she's a lot older now, isn't she? She's like in her seventies now. No, she's like she? she's like sixty. Um, man, what else? Um, I'm trying to go through. Oh, you know what? This is she's a little older, but I think she could do it. Um, why am I blinking on her name? Um, 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 Kate Blanchett. She's like 50, but I think she she could do like an Omega. She could do the accent, I think. Yes, I think Kate Blanchett could do it. I don't know if she is my first pick, but I No, she she's just a pick. Um yeah. I'm just kind of going through random. Oh, Bonnie Somerville would be good too. Who's Bonnie Somerville? She was in Friends. She's an actor. She was in Friends. Um She's also involved with a lot of like the, if you're if you're familiar with like Schmozno and the Schmodown, she's involved with a lot of them. Um, but she looks like this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think she'd be a good pick too. Yeah, she could pull that off. That 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 gives me more of the vibe that I'm I was kind of expecting. Yeah, I, I was thinking older just in case, like, because who who knows how how f- clones age or how fast someone like omega would age like would Mm -hmm. she be a lot older or would she be like would she still look like a 20 year old at 40 years old you know right right because we don't know what kind of genetic mutation she might have um well cool let's get on to this last question here this comes from at jordy jedi pete who asks if you had to retire on one star wars planet and stay there for the rest of your days which would you choose and why Bespin. You think so? Bespin, hardcore. I have ultimately decided that Bespin is my favorite Star Wars planet. Mm. Um, up there with Hoth. But yes, Bespin. City in the clouds, sunset all the time. Oh my yeah, that's God. true. That would be very nice. Be my mind immediately goes to Naboo all the time. Another, another good choice. Because I feel like uh, the weather is always like a crisp 72. Um, I bet you Alderaan's awesome to live on oh, yeah. except for that one moment <laughs> yeah except for <laughs> we don't the the moment we do not speak of um i'm trying to think of some other planet because i think yeah i think for me the ultimate planet would to, just to retire on and spend the rest of my days naboo like in 
in the the nature that luxurious of, yeah you know, the, the waterfalls yes, and the fields yes. and all the exotic creatures. the amount of pavilions in that planet <laughs> yeah or you know what give me valo give me valo valo was nice yeah, yeah. valo was a really fun planet um yeah i agree there's just ugh. yeah I like how we both well, stuck with that, like, leisurely, like, <laughs> I want to sit back and stare at nature. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? Honestly, if if I couldn't, if I couldn't say Naboo, one thing I actually wouldn't hate was just to, like, get drunk with a bunch of aliens at the cantina on Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah. Yeah, just like. Uh, I always like, um, I know this is probably in a bunch of Star Wars books, but in Alphabet Squadron. Uh, two of the characters, uh, like all of their bonding scenes are in the ship's cantina that oh, they yeah. turned one of the rooms into a cantina. Um, and I bet you that would be fun. Just sitting mm. in a cantina with a bunch of pilots, just trading war stories. That'd be cool. Well, cool. I think that about wraps up our listener questions and it wraps up our episode for the day. So or for the week. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this very special 30th edition of Through Imperialized. Thank you guys for sticking. Thank you guys for sticking around for that long, for 30 weeks. That is crazy. Um, but if you'd like to find us on our social medias, you can always find us on Instagram at Through Imperialized Pod, Twitter at Imperialized Pod, and of course YouTube Through Imperialized Podcast. Jackson, where can they find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at Quacks and Scaling. That's Q-U-A-C-K-S-O-N and Scaling like the triangle. And you can follow my photography Instagram, which is Deline underscore photography. It's D-A-L-E-E-N underscore photography. Check me out. I'm going to drop some new uh, photo sets here soon. What about you? Sorry. <laughs> you just cut me off. And now I was I just tired. And I was like sitting there. And I was like, wait, I have more to say. <laughs> I have to say things. Uh, of course, you can always find me on the Instagram, Zata Braden Ledbetter on Twits, at Braden of course, on the Letterbox. See what I'm watching, see what I'm reviewing, at B Ledbetter. Make sure to do that because I, uh, I have some things to say about a lot of things, and you should just see what I'm saying about those things. Um, <laughs> that was a thing I said um, definitely make sure to check well. I did say it well definitely make sure to check out our Apple podcasts and all of the goodies leave that rating leave that review it really helps out the show if you don't have a podcast go to Spotify go to Overcast go to Anchor go to whatever you got leave that review really 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 yeah. helps out the show um, you like that that was good uh, <laughs> don't do it again no I will never do that again um <laughs> If you want to ask a question like we just took some questions this week, you can just hit up any of our social medias. We take questions all the time. We Anytime we get a question, we talk about it on the show, so do that. Or be like Levi. Call in. Leave us a little voice message. We like hearing your voices. We like talking to you. So make sure you do that. And until we see you next week for another news episode, may the Force be with you. <laughs>